This, 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 this is mythical. What's the best sparkling water? The Sport Crew says they have the answer. Check out their ranking of the best sparkling waters on the market, flavored or not. What's the difference between a barbecue and a cookout, and why doesn't anyone invite me to any of them? You know why. Oh my god, that was one time. This, this is, is a hot, hot dog, dog is, is a sandwich. sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Anayati. And Nicole, this, like all good ideas, came from uh, a stranger on the internet complaining at me. Oh, I thought it was just you. No, well, okay, this is a topic that we've talked about discussing because the term barbecue, it is, it's a little bit confusing. People think they know what it means, then if you actually press them for a definition, mm. and this happened because I, I think we were doing the Busting Hot Dog Myths episode on the Mythical Kitchen YouTube channel, Okay, and I said, yeah, when I go to a barbecue, I like to, and somebody said, stop calling it a barbecue, that's a cookout. But for oh. me, I grew up calling any sort of outdoor grilling large gathering a barbecue, but if you were to actually ask me, what does barbecue mean? I would be like, well, obviously it is a an indirect cooking method of low mm. and slow heat using live fire that generally, you know, dates back to a lot of black American cooking innovation okay. in, let's say, like the 1600s. But I'm still going to a barbecue and grilling up some dogs on a propane grill and drinking 19 Coors Lights, baby. Yeah, finding the definition is going to be... Difficult, but I'm glad we're on this journey together. <laughs> Me too. Just you it's and me, Nicole. Be, I think it's going to be complicated. Well, what do you think it is? If if you had to just make a definition of barbecue right now, a bar well, a barbecue or barbecue. Let's just say There's barbecue. A just, I know. I agree. With Going that. to a barbecue and eating barbecue are two different. Things if for you, me. If you go to uh, somebody is manning a propane or womaning a propane grill or non-binarying, listen, you can do anything <laughs> to a propane grill you want to do, um, gender not specific. Mm-hmm. But and somebody's like grilling up hot dogs and you okay. got a bunch of chips and potato salad out there. What do you call that event? A good day at the park. <laughs> I, I don't I necessarily. I personally, in my like lexicon, yeah. I don't use the word. I'm going to a barbecue later. I just say I'm going to go hang out at a friend's house, and chances are they have a Traeger grill. Interesting. Or two. But like, you don't. You I, don't have a name for that specific event. No, you wouldn't. We're just going to go kick it. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like the word barbecue is not in my in my it's not in my vocabulary as much as it should be. But if I'm going to say, let's say I'm going to go to like a barbecue spot, like a barbecue joint, like sure, like Bloodsos sure, sure, sure. or a Slab, which are two very delicious barbecue spots, that's different. Like I'm going to eat barbecue. I don't go to barbecues. It was funny when you said kick it. That reminded I got into a debate <laughs> once about the difference between quote a kickback and a party. This is a great okay okay segue. I am down to also dissect this if you would like because a kickback and a party, a kickback and a party, and there's one other one. What is the other one? There's one other uh, one. I don't know. I Sorry. only go to kickbacks and parties, and sometimes you go to a kickback that's actually a party. Sometimes a pregame, a pregame. Oh, in a pregame, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the kickback, pregame turns into a, a kickback and that evolves party. into a full yeah, yeah, full blown yeah, party. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, okay. So barbecue. If we break down. The root word of it, because I think this is really important. Okay. This, to me, is a very historical one. Um, the etymology, it comes from the Arawak language, uh, which are from the Taino people that were all across the Caribbean and South America. You go to Guiana, Suriname. Uh, that's where they're speaking this language. Cool. But on the island of Hispaniola, uh, they had a word, uh, barabiku, which referred to a framework of sticks that they would set next to an open mm, fire. So, you know, like, Brad. you ever see the chef's table episode with Francis Malman? 
Where is he's all he like, the old guy that cooks over like a flame only? Yeah, yeah, and he'll like build a fire on like the ice sheets of Patagonia and just like stick a lamb. It looks like the lamb is crucified and he just puts it like next to the fire. Yeah, does he like have young lovers? Yeah, he's okay, like yeah, he's one of those guys making dude. love to a woman. It's exactly like cooking a lamb on a fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude, yeah, pretty, that guy, that guy. Like on, I don't know. From your Nicole as a woman, yeah. Is that stuff cool or is that weird? Because I got the heebie-jeebies like watching it. it. No. Okay, cool. But I also think Khal Drago is like the essence of manliness. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> okay. My barometer is off. <laughs> right, well, he's hot. He's hot. That's, you know. Uh, <laughs> so the 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 Taino people, yeah. they would make these barbecues, and then the Spaniards got there. And they're mm-hmm. like, yo, that's a pretty goddamn good way to cook up an animal. And so the term barbacoa in Spanish, which, eh. yeah, which you know. <laughs> no chip, way. Go to Chipotle, the most autentico oh, Mexican restaurant in the world. Mucho autentico. Mucho uh, No, but like uh, barbacoa literally refers to digging a, a pit generally, filling okay. it with coals, covering like a whole lamb, say, mm-hmm. in uh, the mage uh, leaves, the, mm-hmm. the agave plant. Sure. Uh, and then cooking it directly over fire. So like that's where they get that from. Uh, and it's funny, I was actually on the rest, I was on the website of my favorite barbacoa restaurant. Which is what? It's called Aquí es Texcoco. Where is that? I think it started in Mexico. Now it's like a mini hey, chain. Cool. And they open one in like Chula Vista that I've been to, but they just specialize in. Oh, rad. And there's one in LA, but it's like kind of deep cut place. But they do whole lamb barbacoa the OG way. Mm-hmm. And they'll also do like whole rabbit barbacoa. It's pretty cool. Oh, I love the idea of of someone coming from a foreign country and just like expanding. Same, expanding I into the US. It. Dude, I, El Pollo Loco. Like like El Pollo Campero. Pollo Campero from Guatemala. Example. Like there's there's so many stories like that that just bring me joy, like truly. And the fact that they make rabbit and lamb, do they do beef barbacoa? I don't think they do beef. Cuz like no cuz who does beef? Only Chipotle does beef and like yeah, and, like pretty other, much. other people. Well, actually barbacoa do does mean in other regions uh, a whole cow's head that is cooked. Yeah, that's true, yeah. right? So, and so it's a regional a, thing. Yeah. Barbacoa just has a bunch of different uh But barbacoa Barbacoa just mean barbecue. Barbacoa. Barbecue. Yeah, Same word. no, it makes sense. It makes sense. And on Akias Texcoco's website, it literally said uh, mole is the OG barbecue sauce. And I was like, that's yo, that's pretty rad. Because we're so used to eating it on like boiled uh, boiled chicken. That's kind of like how I have it when I- Oh, mole. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, yeah, same, same. But, we're used to having But it. like cooking animals over fire, uh-huh. like if you were to define what barbecue is, a lot of people would say that, right? Using mm-hmm. smoke, using indirect heat to cook animals. If you use that definition, then like- People have been barbecuing for literally over a million years sure. probably is when humans started to cook their food. I believe that humans became more human once they started cooking their food. There, and there's reason yeah, for that. Did for you sure. did you read Sapiens? We talked about this. I did not read Sapiens, but <laughs> my dad sends me snippets Bro. of Sapiens in order for me to become a more educated person. But I don't really listen to it. I just kind of skim through. And if I see like, I don't know, like some image that interests me I like stay on it for, like, I'm like nine seconds. hours into the book on Sapiens it Sapiens it's 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 very fascinating should I start reading it I'm also falling asleep while I'm driving it's I becoming like a safety reading. hazard but that said uh, what I learned from Sapiens is that the reason humans started cooking meat was because one we got big brain energy yeah oh, sure physically we have bigger brains than sure. every other animal right and oh, brains really yeah, and it takes a lot more uh, power to just fuel the brain. So you need more food comparatively to other animals. Mm. reason lions can eat like once every four days or whatever, and we got to keep shoving food down our gullets. Every day, yeah. Huh? That's the reason I eat like meatballs every three hours, you know, just to keep my brain going because it's so big. Huh. Um, but uh, if you cook food, you're effectively pre-digesting it. Oh, sure. And okay. so like if that you were to just suck down raw meat, it would literally take longer. It would cause more energy to expend while mm-hmm. you're digesting. And so cooking was literally just a way to start breaking the food down, getting in, Incredible. getting more of it in us faster. 
So barbecue makes us more evolved. Barbecue literally helped us evolve. That's incredible. And you see, I mean, you see uh, barbecue represented in the Bible. You know what I mean? You see Where? it represented in every... They're talking about uh, uh, burning um, carcasses to uh, sacrifice to God. You know, like the offer, uh, Leviticus is, has... Le- Leviticus is that literally a barbecue describes, or is that just a that's sacrifice? That's the question here. That's the question. <laughs> You're no, but they would. Do you eat the sacrifice? Well, no, but the point is, you're not supposed to eat it because it's a sacrifice. But you're making the best parts for God. That's what I. That's what I believe. That's my oh. version of Judaism. Nicole. When does he come up and get it? Or <laughs> her? Think. When do they? No, come but they up literally, I think, it. describe like the the pleasant godly aromas floating up from that's grilled meats. Really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea that barbecue was in the Bible. Yeah, wow. I mean, like, they don't use the exact word. Well, um, you said it, so with. now I believe it. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to my life, Josh. You say it and I believe it. But now, and then, there is a, you know, massive tradition of predominantly black American mm-hmm. pitmasters dating, I mean, centuries ago and, you know, continuing now. I'm thinking, like, Rodney Scott, for instance, cooking a whole hog barbecue mm-hmm. in the Carolinas doing incredible work. Uh, and so, you know, you now have this modern interpretation of barbecue uh, which is very regionally specific. So you'll get mm-hmm. Daniel Vaughn from Texas Monthly. He is a full-time barbecue editor. So cool. What a cool job. What a cool what freaking a cool job. Gig. But he wrote an article that was just called What is Barbecue? And he was talking about how pitmasters from North Carolina are like the only barbecue is whole hog mm. cooked over an open pit. And then people in Texas will be like, no, 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 it's got to be cow meat, it's got to be pure beef, and it's no. got to be cooked in an offset smoker. Huh. So even if you're, like, not one of the people who thinks that, yeah, cooking hot dogs on a grill is barbecue, and, <laughs> you know, there's still a lot of, like, uh, hardliners who think yeah. that their style is the only way. I guess we call it grilling when I think about it. Like, we're going to go grill stuff. Sure. Is grilling stuff barbecuing stuff? Well, so uh, what uh, I was reading, um, his name is Meathead Goldwyn. He's just a legendary barbecue pitmaster. Is pit that master. his Christian name? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think his name's Craig. Oh, okay. But if you if you get a moniker like Meathead and you're in the you barbecue world, it, yeah, you yeah you're it. not doing that. What's What would my nickname be? Mistake. That's also oh, Mistake. Drag. That's my drag That's, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, my basketball coach, he's called me Big Country, and I like that, but I'm not particularly Big Country. country? <laughs> Big Country Brian that is Reeves so mean. was a basketball player oh. who was drag, but he was also known as like one of the worst flops in NBA history. Oh. So, But it was meant as a, he would say it very excitedly. He'd be like, Big Country. And I'd be like, Hey, Rob. <laughs> Good to see you. So, why do you just call you like I don't know, like uh, Botswana? That's a big country. That's a big country. I do have a Botswana tank top because I love their four by four hundred meter relay <laughs> yeah, team. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Babaloki Tebe. He's I a just great call runner. you Botswana. Nigel Amos came back from injury this year. Isaac McQuala, great. I don't care. God dang it. Don't freaking care. <laughs> Anywho, so uh, what barbecue actually is isn't that simple. Um, no but way. you were talking about grilling versus barbecuing. Yeah, what's what's the difference of that? Where is the line? Is there a line? Should there be a line? So if you're talking to someone like Meathead Goldwyn, who mm. you know uh, basically said that if you try to draw the line between grilling and barbecuing, which some could consider direct heat versus indirect heat, mm-hmm. right? So like grilling, for instance, right? You take the coals, you're burning wood down until they're coals, they stay hot. And you put a grate above them. Yes. And you cook the meat directly on that grate. Yeah. Right? That sounds a lot like grilling. But that's also what an open pit in North Carolina looks like. Well, there you go. You know what I mean? So it's like but that is move, kind of direct heat. But you move the meat away from that. From yeah, you keep coals. it you keep it real low heat. So if you want to call grilling just like high heat cooking. High heat cooking. Okay. But then if you think you ever grilled like bone in chicken breast? 
Of course. And it just burns on the outside. It, yeah, you can't grill cool. it on high heat. So you yeah. got to grill it on low heat. And at that point, it's like, are grilling. you barbecuing? But you're still grilling. Does barbecue equate low and slow cooking? I think that's what a lot of people would say, mm. which like it makes sense if you are yeah. cooking like especially a whole animal, which yeah. there are some people who believe that barbecue only it means whole a whole animal. animal. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, it's not accessible. It's not accessible if you do that. No. But then we also find ourselves, you know, uh, I grew up eating barbecue chicken, right? Like, yeah. like three times a week. <laughs> yeah, sure. Which was we would throw chicken in an oven and then put some bullseye barbecue sauce. Never heard of it. On it. And so it's like there's still a far cry sure. from that. But that's actually how we ended up in this weird place where barbecue became a word that a not verb. Only, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. well, not even a verb, but like just a term that everybody is very casually familiar with. Sure, yeah. Barbecue flavored potato chips. Yeah, right? we know what that is. Yeah, we know what that is. We know what barbecue chicken is. We know what barbecue chicken is, and a lot of that comes from like the proliferation of outside grilling, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I'm really fascinated by because I, I don't know, I always kind of assumed people were always grilling on a patio, and then like. Thinking back to the past, I'm like, I don't know that that was actually the case. Well, it depends. Did you grow up in, in like a house place or an apartment place? Because you can't have apartments with grills all the time. You, but you, you still can if you just don't care about your landlords. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Because I have smoked entire racks of ribs. Out. Oh, my God. On, you like, never got kicked barbecue. out? Uh, no. No. That's nice. The only time I felt guilty doing something on my patio in an L.A. apartment was deep frying a turkey. On a just on a patio on like Did a second it floor, it didn't explode, but like there were some tenuous situations where I was like, Ooh. "Yo, if this falls on Ronaldo downstairs, I'm screwed." Why didn't you just do it on the ground, like in the parking lot? Because <sighs> Ronaldo was down there, and like he he wasn't doing so hot, um, <laughs> and he he what? sometimes was just like naked. He's a very old man, and sometimes he just wandered around naked, and he'd like want to talk to you. So you wanted to put hot oil over no, his naked head? No, I didn't want to put hot. No, I'm saying I didn't want to like go down there and start deep frying a turkey, and then Ronaldo comes out naked and starts like yelling at me. You know, like like ball, he was pretty unhinged. Like, like balls out. Sometimes he just had uh, shopping carts just filled with, I mean, hundreds of wine bottles, and he oh, would just like keep them. He was one of those old men. Yeah. I don't like those. Guys. I love old men, but not that kind of. old He man. just, you know, he was trying his best. He he lived Ronaldo! an interesting life. You know, he his family owned apparently one of the first Mexican restaurants. Interesting neighbors you have sometimes. I have very interesting when neighbors. When you need to find a very cheap apartment in I LA. get it. But like, no, like, see, like, I never, gr- see what we did. We never, like, we never went to barbecue. We would just literally package our burgers and our hot dogs and maybe some chicken. And then we would also take kebab meat and then put nice. that on a grill, too. So, like, we were, like. Are you talking, like, in a public park? Yeah. Yeah, that's. That's the that's, way we like to do it. That's where I had barbecues growing up. Yeah, but I don't know if I call them barbecues. I it know. Feels ru- it feels rude and disrespectful to I the agree people with that. that I agree. pit masters that are in there they're in deep and like they are, their whole lives are dedicated to smoking delicious meats and it's like me and my mom are just like putting oil on a, on a skewer <laughs> I know, like, oh, I know, I know. like but but it, I guess it is barbecuing right is it barbecuing or is that just grilling some people would say it's not some people would say it is but if you like what's a carne asada is that <laughs> grilling or carne barbecuing? asada is the best freaking time is that of grilling your life. or barbecuing well okay so that's really interesting right because barbecue is despite coming from spanish despite coming from the arawak mm-hmm. language barbecue is i would argue the most american food right it's our deepest american food tradition yeah. what, what other food could you say is uniquely american I don't think America has anything uniquely American. Like mac about and it. cheese, even though the first word in that is very Italian. The you only know what I mean? no, no. The I mean, I mean, indigenous food. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like corn, cornbread. It. And what goes yeah. better with barbecue than cornbread? Right. Like for real. Like. <laughs> yeah. Like no. You're barbecue, right. Barbecue. Yeah. And a lot of Thanksgiving you know, dinner. That's the most American thing I can think of. Yeah. Pretty much. And, and then that kind of didn't come to later. And that was a very like sort of politicized. And there you, know, you thing, go. Yeah. Yeah. 
Barbecue is like the OG American food. So when is, we're wow, okay. We're, but now we've exported the idea of barbecue elsewhere. I have a What's question up? about What's that. Up? If you say it's the, it's the most American food, but didn't everybody do that kind of cooking anyways all around the world? So yes, isn't it just like so calling it American is kind of like dumb? <laughs> no, 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 I agree. <laughs> Not that you're dumb. No, no, I agree. No, no, but everyone did it. So why are we calling it American whenever like people were doing it all over the place? I know that's that's why I wanted to explore this thing you okay. know, correctly because like so okay so um mini kebab one of our favorite restaurants oh my in Glendale. god i love shout out kebab. to the the martyrosians um wow. uh armin he started a uh taco pop-up mm, they really? make the best flame grilled kebabs that Ooh, i've ever had probably yummy. um in the wood they cook it with you're talking about you know a very american tradition of barbecuing you take mm-hmm. The trees of the area, right? Mm-hmm. Texas uses white oak. Sometimes they'll use pecan wood, mesquite in the southwest. Cherry. It's very regional. Do you, you barbecue on cherry? Uh, I guess like cherry wood smoke stuff, yeah. Cherry wood. That's the thing. Alderwood. But uh, Armin from Armenia, he was like, yo, in Armenia, we would typically use uh, dried grapevines. Ooh, cool. And he's like, I couldn't find them anywhere here until I like found this Armenian farmer who was growing them. And we'd That's drive rad. up an hour to like literally clip grapevines and let them dry That's out a little bit. Rad. And so like – and he's cooking dark meat chicken. It's it's kebab. But mm-hmm. like pretty freaking low and slow and tender over live burning grapevines, the terroir of Armenia. And I'm like, bro, that's barbecue. That's barbecue. Does he call it barbecue? Certainly not. No. What does he call it? Calls it kebab, dude. He's making kebab. Yeah. You know what I mean? See, it's just so hard. Like this whole podcast, whenever we discuss like what things actually mean, like if a hot dog is a sandwich, what is barbecue? Is the ocean a soup? Like we're just looking at this all from being like two American kids. (laughs) I know. Sure, sure, sure. Which makes it so insular and hard for me to like accept. But also for me, really beautiful because you kind of like look, you extrapolate the things you grew up with. To the rest of the world. What I'm fascinated with, okay, so we're talking about barbecue being a very American, very artisanal art. The best barbecuers are like, they're gods in my mind. Not sure. to, you know, deify people in the food industry more than they already have. I mean, they um, just they just practice their craft for years and years and years, and they know what they're doing. Yeah, and it's, yeah. And it pays off in your freaking mouth, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, whenever I went to Texas, I had Terry Black's Barbecue, and it was so good. Dude, when I when I went so to Snow's, I mean, Franklin, La Barbecue, ah! Micklethwaite, all these freaking places. I don't know that one. I don't know that one. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but it's funny if you look at a majority of Americans. There was a poll from YouGov. They asked about 8,000 American adults, quote, what main dishes are part of your ideal barbecue plate? Select all that apply. What do you think the top two dishes were? Uh, potato salad and mac and cheese. No, like meats. Meats, oh, meats, meats. Oh, pulled pork? No. Uh, ribs? No. Chicken? Nope. What the fuck? Not in the top two. Fish. Burgers and hot dogs, baby. Oh, shoot. So most people, when they think of, you know, part of your ideal barbecue, yeah. they think of a barbecue as cooking, you know, burgers well, and dogs. Well, yeah, that's because that's their definition of barbecue. Sure. And, and that's I'll, just the American definition. I yeah. was trying to find out, like, where this idea came from, and I found an incredible article from 1956. Food writer Clementine Paddleford, she traveled cool to the name. West. She, like, yeah, right? Clem. Clementine nice Paddleford Clem. is the most 1950s journalist name yeah. you've ever heard. Um, but she traveled to the West Coast of the U.S. to, like, I don't know, sort of catalog this new, like, American homeownership domesticity and what it looked mm, like on the West Coast. Okay. Uh, and she said, 
Everywhere the barbecue, no longer a new thing, once a fad, now a solid in the way of home entertaining. I doubt if ever again fried meats will be in the running. Almost every western home has an outdoor barbecue, and usually a second built in the kitchen for cold weather use. Now the barbecue moves into smart dining rooms and restaurants. Charcoal broiled meats are featured served from the barbecue, centered in the dining room, presided over by a chef in a high hat. This is in the 50s, so it was like, Mm. you know, this proliferation of the outdoor barbecuing thing that kind of took it away from say the public barbecues in Fort Worth, Texas in 1885, where they just dig giant pits and cook whole animals for the town. They were like trying to sort of sell this, um, I don't know, kind of outdoor kind of rugged thing. More men were coming home from the war, learning what their role in the house was. Of course, this is during the Mad Men era. So there's a lot of marketing behind the barbecues. Bottled barbecue sauce in 1940, Nicole just came out from Heinz. Give me that. And so, yeah, I God, Jesus, I guzzle down bottled barbecue sauce. Yeah, you really do. Um, but I'm saying, like, uh, that to me is when this sort of definition switched to just, yo, we're cooking outside, we're barbecuing, we're putting barbecue sauce on our, on our burgers, on our chicken, that's barbecue. And so it, like, doesn't, you know, isn't necessarily faithful to what I'd say the OG definition from all these beautiful artisans making their delicious foods. Mm-hmm. But it is something that's like in the lexicon. Well, my question is again, again with the international definition, like Korean barbecue. I know that's another big Japanese one. Japanese barbecue, freaking yakitori. Let's talk about Korean barbecue. Oh, I love it. Because that one, I do love it. If if y'all to describe Korean barbecue to people who may have never had it. Okay, so uh, you go with your number one. You have to go with your friends. Okay, so you roll barbecue, deep. Yeah, you got to roll deep, and you got to go with a crew of at least four or more, and you just sit around a table, and there is a grill in the middle of your table, and you are given raw meat to cook normally raw meat. I mean, they, yeah, 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 and uh, you are told to cook it yourself. And you do at a high heat. Sometimes you can go lower, but it's normally just the a servers big old always flame. try and turn the heat down for and you. And then and then you say no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a battle. Yeah, and then they and then um and then you just pick up the meat and you eat it yourself, and it's really damn delicious. Japanese barbecue is also very similar to Gyukaku. Shout out, I love that place. <laughs> like like those like what are those? If those aren't barbecue, then what is? Right. So that's what I'm fascinated about the word barbecue and how it's now Mm -hmm. right when uh, like transposed around the world. Yeah. So when I ordered lunch from a Thai restaurant, we're getting it catered for a shoot. (laughs) I ordered the Thai barbecue chicken and it was chicken that had been cooked for a long time, low and slow over an open flame, just stained with turmeric and galangal. God dang it. It's so good. Mm -hmm. But it's like, is that technically barbecue? Is El Pollo Loco barbecue? El Pollo al Carbón? I mean, is Cook it? low and slow is over it? live fire, over coals. If we say it, is it going to be okay? <laughs> and then, But again, like the Mexican term for barbecue, like someone when we were talking about is a hot dog a sandwich and yeah. people are like, oh, hot dog's a taco. And people are like, yo, you know in Mexico we got like tortas, we got sandwiches. We literally exactly. call things on sliced bread sandwiches. We have yeah. semitas, we have fambasos. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have all that. And so like in Mexico, it's like, yo, their barbecue is literally the OG word, barbacoa. Right. And so for them, so like putting chicken, that's an asada, right? Like okay, that's, so what's the difference between asada and barbacoa? Asada is just cooked on a grill. Asada is like cooked on an open grill and barbacoa is cooked in what's typically a dugout pit. I mean, now if you're in a restaurant, you're probably making it, you know, in a, yeah. in a more efficient, easy way sure. for, to make money for a restaurant. Yeah. But so like if once you go even just one country south, you're getting entirely definition, <laughs> different definitions of what barbecue is. That's so fun to so me. You can, but then you get Korean barbecue, which... Yeah. You know, they're not calling it barbecue in Korea. What do they call it in Korea? I don't know. Maggie, can you look it up? Like, what is Korean barbecue called in Korean? I have a feeling that whenever 
my husband went to Korea with like all his homies. It's KBBQ. Do they call it that? I guess to the Americans they do. <laughs> so it translates to it literally translates to to grilled meat, I suppose. But then even the term grilled is right really open ended. <laughs> like a I know, like a grilled cheese that's just cooked in a pan, oh, homie. Oh, grilled cheese isn't even grilled. I know, it's that's what I'm saying. It's Some griddled. people confuse grilled and griddled. They'll say fried to mean something in a pan. Oh, a lot man. of these terms are nebulous. The interesting thing with Korean barbecue is you'll go to some places. Um, I think it's a place called Suit Bull Jeep, I believe, in LA. Sure, 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 sure. Where they do it with live coals, I think. Really? I think they do rad. it with a grate and live coals. That's rad. Uh, and so you're actually cooking on live coals. But then a vast majority are, it'll either be, you know, a gas flame and then like a just a metal plate with a little bit of grates in it. Sure, sure, sure. Some places, I went to one place that was like a slightly slanted cast iron. Wow. So the fat ran down. I like, I like the ones, I like the stones that they come and yeah, yeah. with the radish. Places yeah, like that oh. are my favorite. Yeah, this place had the cast iron. They also they had an all you can drink option. Oh yum. Um, for like sixty dollars, all you can eat, all you can drink, and turns out it's you do you not need. Drink? You do not need both. It should <laughs> well, be one or the other. It should pick. be one or the. I went with Kevin Rigg. Oh my and god. And we were, and he and I can uh, can eat and drink like freaking crazy, and that was a bad time for that everybody. That sounds like excess. Oh man, we just wandered just blind and Very full. Very nice. Uh, back. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. But then. Okay, so we're talking What's about. What's up? <laughs> Sorry, I like this topic. I, a lot. I do too. I'm so I'm so intrigued. I'm trying to find the light, but I don't know. We don't have that much time in this podcast to find the light. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if there is any light to be found. I think mm. maybe this is just a celebration of all the cultures that like to hey. grill meat over live wow. fire. Wow, I love the way you frame that. You know, honestly, you're right. And I'll stop calling it a barbecue. Yeah, what is? With I don't us need to. Wanting, I'm not married to it. What is with us? constantly defining crap. <laughs> like, maybe we just got to let things be as they are and just, you said, celebrate them. Like, I freaking love all these examples of barbecue that we have on our on our sheet. Like, But you know you know what I like about this, what? though? What? Is that this is a way to find commonalities. Sure, yeah. Cultures, right? to, to say, like, what yeah. is barbecue? Let's look at all the cultures that do stuff... Tandoori chicken. Yeah. It's live coals in a, cl- in a clay uh, ceramic oven. Is you t- ever just a good ass tandoori chicken? Of course, often. Bro, uh, unreal. But I don't know if I would call that barbecue. That's that's being probably cooked. not. That's oven baked. No, that, I mean that, that's that's tandoori, baby. Okay, tandoori. That's just oven tandoori. Baked. But that said, one of my favorite. <laughs> don't call it barbecue. Well, it's live coals. It's, not- it's live coals. No, man, you cook it in a tandoor. A tandoor is a tandoor. Fair, fair, fair. Sorry, I just uh, said yaki- yakitori. Yeah, I just said yakitori. Oh, you said that? it. Oh, my yeah. bad. <laughs> so I mean, yakitori is. I mean, it's cooked over really high heat, which is part of it. But like, experiencing the pure flavor of like a binchotan Japanese charcoal. Special. You know, that is special. That's yeah. something really special. Brushing out with the soy. And my favorite thing about all this mm-hmm. is now you get people, because American barbecue, the thing we're really talking about is something special. Whether it Absolutely. is cooked over an offset smoker, which is to say you have the wood smoking in a separate component that is then moving the air yeah. over the meat in another chamber. Sure. You know, which is Texas barbecue, I believe, is big on offset smokers. Um, so, yeah. Or you're using the live wood over an open pit. Yeah. Doing that low and slow and getting a ton of smoke penetration, which to me is the biggest difference, is the penetration mm. of smoke. Yeah, you don't get that everywhere. No, and I'm trying to think of other – and some people may not exactly like that. Um, but that to me is That's like a defining characteristic. And now – America being the melting pot that it is, mm-hmm. you get a bunch of like diverse pitmasters who are like, yo, we make this sausage in Cambodia, right? With like fermented pork and chilies and galangal and lemongrass and yeah, it's yeah, thankity yeah. dank. 
What if I cooked that in an offset smoker and made it a hot link? Why I'm, not? Think, I'm thinking of the best, maybe the best barbecue I've ever had was there were these uh, Vietnamese Houstonian pitmasters who came and cooked with Mexican-American pitmasters uh, from Ooh, Heritage Barbecue. Cool. Also, uh, daughter of uh, the Heritage Barbecue fam, fan of the show. Big oh, shout really? out to her. I'm sorry I forgot your Sweet. name, but next time I'm at Heritage Barbecue. But they did this like pop-up together, mm-hmm. and they were making like smoked brisket, like five-spice smoked brisket bun me. They were doing um, panang curry with, you know, smoked short rib stock. Uh, and they made this like the Cambodian hot link. Or no, 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 it wasn't a Cam. Oh, my God. No, it was ba la lot. Don't it's know a, what that oh is. Oh my god! Oh Vietnamese like ground beef roll uh, that's wrapped in beetle leaf. Huh? And the beetle leaf gives it right. Beetle leaf. They were doing beetle leaf smoked sausages, Nicole, in the American barbecue tradition. That that's is the beauty really of this, cool. right? You know, I don't care how many like uh, b- barbecue flavored things that make no freaking sense you get <laughs> around the world. I don't care about how many people think that a hot dog, you know, equates barbecue or how many times I have said that I'm going to a barbecue and I'm really just grilling Grillin'. up some pork chops <laughs> that I got on manager special at the Ralph's. Yeah, yeah. The fact that American barbecue is such an institution and has now like inspired people from around the world. Yeah, it's cool. Dude Dude in LA right now is making a uh, Basturma cured American smoked brisket. Is he? That's right. crazy. Nicole, within like five miles I of here. I know what you're talking about. I want to go to that. He hosts like private dinners for like- Can you just take me places? You talk about that, <laughs> but you never take me and it makes me sad. That's your all It's all a Shabbat. I've known you for I do things. years. I do things. I respect your religion. It is all, well, it's not my, it's my culture, but, and I don't, listen, if I was be, a better Jew- I've years. Just take me to these damn- I, I go I, on Friday night and Saturday morning. That's <laughs> I, I hang out. out on, take me on Saturday morning. Okay. I, I touch electricity on Saturdays. I'm not that kind of Jew, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we learn from this beautiful conversation, Josh? Okay, if if you really are to define barbecue, okay. right? I one I don't, many people have tried who are a lot smarter than me. Uh, I'll quote Meathead Goldwyn here. He said there are many legitimate definitions, including verbs, nouns, and adjectives. There's even a legal definition, which we didn't even talk about. But I'm sick of talking about legal definitions after the freaking <laughs> hot dog. Today. I just want to talk about food. Uh, one definition that uh, one definition won't do the job. When you cut through the haze, ultimately, it is smoke that differentiates barbecue from other types of cooking. There are forms of barbecue all around the world, but it's the presence of smoke that unifies them all. So, listen, though. If you're closing a charcoal grill, you know, spray it down a little bit. You're getting some smoke on there. If you want to consider that barbecue, you can. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily would. That said, cooking meat over open fire uh, or with the beautiful perfumey power of lone, slow smoking, baby, one of the most pure pleasures of life. Smoke meats every day. <laughs> Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling around there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call, uh, oh, you're just not going to say it this time? No. Oh, well. Opinions are like, ca- it doesn't sound right if I just, opinions are like casseroles. Did that scare you? I didn't like that. You you just, you went silent on me. I thought you had a little mini stroke. No. <laughs> All right. First up, we got Mary Cassette 5. Uh, onions are the best vegetables. So misunderstood. So versatile. Yeah. Yeah. I love onions. Who onions, doesn't like onions? There's a lot of you. Emily Fleming does not like onions. What? She says they're rude. <laughs> what, like raw ones? Uh, raw ones can be intrusive. 
I agree. Sometimes you get a real stank onion and like you put it on a bagel with locks and you're like, yo, that onion's like a little too stank to, mm-hmm, to be mm-hmm, here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you know how to treat onions, yeah, they're like literally the best vegetable. I agree with that. Yeah. I have a funny story about onions. Do you want to hear Oh my it? God, Nicole, <laughs> okay. so much. Please. Okay, so whenever, uh, so I had like a big like group of girlfriends and we would all go to Westwood after school, okay? Uh-huh. And then uh, one of my friends was going to meet up with a guy and kiss him for the first time. Oh my God, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then we like, all went- Like French style? <laughs> oh my god. They were gonna kiss at the Westwood parking lot. Oh and then and then and he was an eight one eight guy and we were through and out, so it's kinda like a little bit of a of an impassioned romance, you know what I mean? Oh my god, Montague's and, and Capulets, exactly. my right? Exactly. And then so we all go to In and Out and then uh she she orders her her uh burger. She goes can I get a burger? And then she looks back at us and then looks at the cashier and says, no onions, please. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so that was my onion story. Did you like it? Listen, I will, I will be tongues deep in another person after eating kimchi and just ferment it. I do not care. <laughs> I want to be. Yeah, do they kiss? Of course they kiss. I don't know. At you, the Westwood parking lot. Back when you were a that's kid, like, though. That was like the kick it spot. That's where you would like hook up. No, you'd be like one for nine, though. I'm like, bro, dude, he's going to, bro, he's going to kiss her today. And then he like, you know, they come back and they'd be like, you kiss? He's like, no, nah, dude, time wasn't right. So for me, I don't know if it's different having a group of no, guy friends. You were like dude, one for nine. Dude, I hung out with a bunch of like brutish, like Persian boys. Like, Listen, they don't, they don't, don't know what that means. They don't understand like social cues very well. They learn the older they get, they get better. But still really like the social cues are not there. Um, so that was my onion. If story. you soak onions in ice water, <laughs> it can take out the astringency, and I really like okay, that. Okay, Scott, Scott Conant is that his name? Scott yeah, Conant, Scott yeah. Conant. He doesn't like red onions. Yeah. Um, Aaron Leesley says beef is not that good and inferior to wild game such as elk and venison. I don't know <laughs> what. I don't love elk and venison that much, um, but I will say I would rather have lamb nine times out of nine than beef. Lamb to me, Uh, the more I get older, Nicole, the more my tastes refine, I realize that I just vastly prefer lamb. I think the meat is more tender. I think I love that strong gamey flavor. I love that it smells like blue cheese and grass out the pack. I just, I really- What? And I'll have like like, uh, birria de res, right? I'll have beef birria and I'll be like, Man, this is just significantly less good than uh, lamb or goat, which are That's both popular so birria meats. Yeah, I just I'm I'm kind of on this. I I do not eat that much beef anymore in my own home. If I'm cooking red meat, I'm cooking pork or lamb. I don't cook a lot of red meat at home, but I love red meat and I love eating it so much. What what's your what's your so favorite much. way to prep red meat? Like, what's your go to? You just like. Just bistro steak, pan sear, butter. If it was up to me, I could eat a steak a day and I would be a happy girl. But like my body won't allow that. I did eat like a pound and a half of filet mignon on set the other day. And that, it became like weirdly trendy in foodie circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, but I also ate like a pound of dates. Oh, and so that evacuated everything real fast. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) anyway, it became like a weird foodie thing to be like filet mignon's not good screw Rib- that ribeyes are the only way screw that I don't know man I'm I'm kind of sick of ribeyes I it's just it's there's so sometimes. much intramuscular yeah. fat yeah and there's sometimes the meat's pretty tough I love the decal on the outside that little outer ring sure everyone is great that. um but also the best application of beef is kebab wh- not well Uh-oh. no because I would rather have lamb kebab no I'd rather have fish kebab no 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 I'd rather lamb have kebab thigh. more than beef kebab yeah dude are you kidding me it sits there and people don't know how to f- no <laughs> I hate lamb cow. No, dude, American bar, Texas barbecue. That's, oh, I mean, yeah. that's the best expression. You get a big old be- barbecue oh, beef yeah. rib. 
Oh, the dinosaur that's great. ribs? Oh, yeah. I, mess with, I mean, Korean barbecue, too. That's a great expression of beef. Cutter oh, beef. Oh, I love That's meat. freaking fantastic. But I think I think it's just my rejection of, like, the American steak. I love steak. I love a good prime rib, though. Dang, maybe I do like beef. I love prime If mm. I could, okay, I would eat prime rib every day. <laughs> I go I go prime rib over pretty much any steak. Wow, I love prime rib. Love Thanks for reminding prime, oh, me how much I love it. It's just sumptuous. But no, lamb, I, in wild game, it's just, it's too lean. It's I too like, lean for my blood. I like every now and then changing it up and having like like a bison burger or like, sure, you sure. know, like having a little bit of, a, you know, venison carpaccio. Like stuff like that is incredible. Venison tartare is a lovely time. Yes, I do. I've had Raw venison. venison's great. I love it. And more people should be eating it, you know. Because it is delicious, but nothing beats beef in my house. <laughs> All right. At Zafrika by Toto, cheese and chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, like what? I used to yeah. I used yeah. to actually um, curate cheese and chocolate boards. I don't know if I, I told you this. I had a dollar. For every time Nicole talked about curating a cheese and chocolate board, yeah, I'd and, have $4. And it was what? Four times. I'd have $4. I've talked about this four times this with you. the fourth. You? I don't know. <laughs> Tell I me feel like it. we tell both repeat stories it. all the time, and I don't keep count of your stories, but you always repeat them, and I let you express yourself. Must be nice. Okay. Yeah, I would just pair, like, cheeses with chocolate. Like, Manchego works really well with a 67% dark from, like, from like you know, Madagascar. Just does. I don't feel like I'd enjoy that, that combination. But it's not for me, and that's totally fine. I love cheese and chocolate together. More people should do it. I don't even like a chocolate in my cheesecake. Okay, I don't that's even you. like that. And that's me. And listen, that's fine. You that's can have you. your own things. Um, I feel like it should make sense in my mind, but it doesn't. Is it, I guess it's, I don't even like because che- cheese has umami, right? Yeah. It's acid, it's fat, salt, it's umami. Yeah. You know what I mean? But chocolate it's, has all of those notes too. I don't know if chocolate has umami. I don't think I like umami. Dark and chocolate. chocolate definitely has a source of umami in it. Yeah, I believe you. But like miso and chocolate, I don't even love. Mm, I love and miso a lot, and chocolate. And a lot of people like that. I like salt and chocolate, but I love salt's salt just good. But. Huh. Captain underscore Ramius says beer can chicken is the biggest gimmick of all food things. I've never done this before. Oh, my God. Okay, so I have written recipes for beer can chicken. <laughs> um, I wrote a guide on how to do it at Maxim, and I think I even called it a gimmick, but I was like, it's a cool gimmick. Yeah. So beer can chicken, for anybody who doesn't know, I also made a recipe for malt liquor chicken, which I took a 16-ounce tall boy of Ew. Old English and put it what? up there. Malt liquor has a lot more sugar in it, so it caramelizes nicely, but what you do... Typically, you could pour some of the beer out and you could brine the chicken in it, marinate it, whatever. But you take the <laughs> the beer can, you shove it in the chicken's cloaca. Yes. And then you put that on a grill or a barbecue or whatever. And so the chicken's standing up so it has the opportunity to cook and drip down. And it's actually kind of good to stand a chicken up like that and cook it because the breast the is getting eat, less yeah. heat, right? Because it's near the top. And so that's actually pretty good. But what happens with the beer can, people say that, oh, the beer steams the chicken from the inside. Does it? And no, because if you know anything about the temperature at which steam is created. 212. 212. <laughs> yeah. Which like if you're grilling a whole chicken, you would never get to, two- get to 212. You would never want to get to the point where you're boiling that. So all it's doing is insulating the heat. Wait, what do you cooking mean? The chicken? What can't coals get to like freaking like 400, 500 degrees? No, they definitely can. But if you're cooking a whole chicken... The temperature at which mm. it would boil beer wouldn't make sense. Hmm. I don't to know. To actually, because like chicken's internal temp, right, should only get up to what one should is a word. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But who the hell is making sure their chicken's at one fifty five when they're grilling? Bro, nobody? if you're uh, okay, because, because, you I I, because you and I are anomalies. We're not the average American. We have food the average after. American. The only cooking tool you should get is a meat thermometer. Nobody use your has bare, one though. Use your bare freaking hands and get a meat thermometer. Say, my chicken breast is dry. There is one way to fix that. 
and it's temp check your freaking meats. Yeah, I agree, um, but people don't do that. They don't do that. Uh, so the beer literally just stops the inside of the chicken from cooking because it's insulating heat and it's sucking all of it up, trying to get to that mm. 212, and it never does. I feel so like it is we a need gimmick. to do. I think we need to do a test on this. I agree. I don't That'd agree with your with your with your science, Josh. <laughs> this is an alternative science fact. It is just. It's such a fun thing, though. Yeah. You know, to see a beer can shoved in a chicken cloaca. Did so you I get know? the gimmick. Okay, Josh, this is going to blow your mind. Did you know that beer can is, <laughs> if you say it in a Don't Jamaican it. accent, it sounds like bacon? Did you know that you if know that? I speak in a Jamaican accent, I... I'm not uh, telling you. I'm just saying, I'm, I never told you to do it. I said, did you know that if there you There was did, a website devoted to it. You'd click on a, a Rastafarian man's face. Really? And, and one said beer can and one said bacon, and he said the same word. You never went to that website? <laughs> no. There was another one too. It was the whole website. And that was what we did for entertainment as kids because we didn't have TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> we just, we'd go click on the Rastafarian man and he'd yeah. say beer can and then he would say bacon, but it sounded the same. In his I just accent. remember badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom, but that's just Don't me. remember that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. At Coleosis07, bananas covered in sriracha and fish sauce <laughs> is the best way to eat bananas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Listen, 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 listen. Bananas, the way that we eat them in America are not is not the only way to eat bananas. You know what I mean? I don't know if this is an actual recipe or if this dude's freestyling, but I watched a video yesterday of a savory banana roti being made in Thailand. And that was the thing. It was just it was bananas and eggs. They were making a banana egg roti. And that's part of it. I think we need to, you, you go to Sweden, you got the banana pizza. America, they're wrapping bananas in hand. Nicole, you see what they're doing with the bananas in America? They're wrapping them in ham. So I'm saying it's not just with peanut butter. It's not just, you know, banana in banana pudding. and fish sauce is an We're audible gonna go try gag it. for me. We're going to go try it. Josh, no. Why not? The sweet, the sweet, you know, playing off the, the salty fish sauce. It could be good. That's really screwed up in my mind. <laughs> An audible gag for hours. <laughs> just, just, oh, I can't, I can't even. Yeah, listen, if I actually imagine doing it and I'm oh trying my to put God. myself in that place, that is not a pleasant experience I'm for me. sweating. I don't know. What, what, what I would dip, dip cucumbers in fish sauce, you know, in sriracha. Yeah, that's banana. Fine. What's a banana but a <laughs> yellow, mushy, sweeter cucumber, Nicole? <laughs> I'm going to throw up. Okay, hold on. Composure. You got this. Wolf Jen says, I dip my peanut butter and jelly sandwich in chicken noodle soup. My friends hate it, but it's the best sweet salty combo. I feel like someone else did this too. Yeah, this is a. Uh, I don't like it. Yeah, I mean it's okay. I feel like it's just your childhood. Like it's like that's your comfort food. Yeah, it's it's the grilled cheese and tomato soup. Yeah, but transposed. Uh, at Tristan H one seven two, I like this one. Is cheese a loaf of milk? Absolutely. No. What do you mean? <laughs> Of course it is. It's a, what it's do you milk mean? Loaf. No, it's not. To to turn meat into meatloaf, you loaf it and you cook it. Uh-uh. It's all you're doing with cheese. You're cooking uh-uh. it and then you're loafing it. You're uh-uh. letting it set. I'm so sorry. You know what's a loaf of milk? Huh. Milk with gelatin in it. That's a loaf of milk. It's not a loaf of milk. That's 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 milk, milk jello. jello. Yeah. What's well, the same thing? It's a no, loaf it's not. of milk. No, no, a loaf of milk Josh, because milk jello can't stand up at other temperatures. Up. A, 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 <sighs> Wait, we got to do one more. We got to do this last <laughs> okay. one because I love it. Mr. Morgan Blazing says <laughs> sommeliers make everything up. Yeah, no, they're just they're just, they're like David, they're like magicians, they're like David Blaine out there, just lying to your face. Is David Blaine the first David <laughs> magician you think of? I think of Copperfield. You think of Copperfield, of course. I feel like David Blaine lies less than David Copperfield too. David Copperfield is so charming. He's lied to people. He is. He's in his old age. He's incredibly handsome as yeah. well. Yeah, David Bro, Blaine. He made the Statue of Liberty disappear. That's who? messed up. Who 
Snowden. That is David Copperfield. Look really? it up, man. David Blaine like swallows glass yeah, and ties his lips glasses. together. Yeah, see, that's different. <laughs> David Blaine's just like, I'm going to survive 90 hours submerged in a block of ice. <laughs> and then he just does it. That's not even a magic <laughs> trick. That's just him being a freaking madman. Yeah. David Copperfield is just like... I'm gonna have editors. I'm gonna have editors scrub out the Statue of Liberty, and that's the kind of lying that sommeliers do to you at restaurants. No, they're trying to upsell you no. on wines. They're like, "Oh, that wine—that's really nice." But you know, if you really want Dude. the better wine, you pay me seventy dollars more. David David Copperfield looks like John Stamos, except a little uglier. Look at him, handsome. Oh, he's hot, dude. He's, he's a dark-featured, handsome man, angular. Um, n- no, I guy. think sommeliers, I think they lie a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they lie as much like, as anybody like does. Like, they say, this tastes like uh, dandelion from New Zealand. And you're like, uh-huh. Well, no, here's the thing. That's I hot. believe <laughs> that they're not lying when they say that. What I believe they're lying about is when you go... I think I really, I think I really taste the minerality. And they go, yeah, that's oh, when they're lying to you. Interesting. Is when you say wrong stuff and they're trying to get, you know, their tip and trying to sell wine. So they're not going to tell you that you're wrong. But again, all wine is subjective. Um, but moreover, sommeliers are scamming you in the same way that uh, mechanics, dentists, jewelry salesmen, oh my gosh. teachers gosh, with their GoFundMes. No, I'm kidding. Fun public education. What um, is wrong with you? What? What's wrong with you? Well, on that note, <laughs> thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mathical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinion or like Casserole, sorry I didn't say it last time. That's all good. Uh, if you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or Enhendizada with the hashtag Opinion Casserole. Or if you want, you can leave us a voicemail, which is really, really exciting. Give us a ring and leave a quick message at 833-DOG-POD-1. Yeah, and for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week.